What's up, folks? See if anyone's gonna show up, but, or I mean, like, maybe I should just type people by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could do that, right? I mean, I could. Why wouldn't, why not? Ah, uh, now to be able to, like, hear stuff, which is dope. So, just lurking. John Fury's lurking tonight. That's that's cool. I mean, why not, right? Let's see here. Got my things ready to go. Looking snazzy, huh? Oh, look, it's 3x systematic. A uh, a clone of somebody else on the Discord server. We have two of them. Uh, does that mean the other one is 6x systematic? Or uh, 9x. Maybe I need to be like 12x. You know what I'm saying? Or 18x. Oh, no, no, no. 16 types. It's 16x. Of course, right? That's like obviously what we got to do. And Lucas Martinez is asking for a shout out. Thank you. Uh, or you're welcome. Or something similar. I don't know. So... But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, down here, okay, and awesome, cool. I am so down with just, uh, seven people watching tonight, so let's get the show on the road. But before we begin, folks, uh, hopefully my sound is good, and, uh, hopefully it, like, works out in general for that matter. Uh, I haven't posted any lectures in weeks. Uh, the reason why I'm just trying to get this uh, fixed, and I think I got everything mostly down. I even got myself like one of those really cool uh, USB microphones specifically for walking around like a madman with a wand, which is dope. So on Patreon tonight, How to Social Engineer INTPs is dropping. In fact, I think it actually dropped like two minutes ago or something. So yeah, uh, have at that. Um, otherwise, it will be premiering tomorrow night and I will be at the premiere. And it is definitely over an hour long lecture of how to social engineer INTPs. And so make sure you folks are joining us for the antics. Um, and uh, we can uh, figure that out. So what's up, just me and Yasin and Boris Vandruf. Welcome, Boris. Uh, it's fantastic to uh, have you folks here tonight. So, uh, how to type. We're doing how to type, and the format basically is you give me super chats. The highest super chat will determine who I am typing. Uh, episode length is about 60 to 90 minutes, depending on what's going on. And uh, I think I need to like go into Discord here and verify that I'm not forgetting someone to type, because I think I have to leave off with somebody. So, going to check Discord right now and like actually verify that so I'm not being like retarded about these things because I get told that I am on a consistent basis. And uh, yeah, that kind of sucks, but uh, understood, I guess. Let's see here. So, it is scrolling up. Um, okay. We were able to get XXX Tentacion just like we started out last time. But I believe 
Okay, yeah, Jeff Rickley. Okay, looks like we're going to be starting off with Jeff Rickley tonight. So, thank you, Mr. Kennedy, for the shout-out. Much appreciated. So, let's get started. Let's get started. You guys keep the Super Chats coming while I handle Mr. Jeff Rickley. Uh, because that's what uh, Machu asked for. Gosh, I hope I'm spelling that right. Am I spelling that right? Yeah, I am, I think. So let's see, let's get this down. Hopefully you guys can actually hear. Um, Jeff, no, I'm not spelling that right. Apparently I'm being terrible. Gosh, everyone just likes to do uh, singers for some reason, but uh, okay. And their impact on the scene. As soon as you know better, you're doomed. Okay, well that's, uh, okay. More media that holds your attention. All right, well going to uh, do this one here. Hopefully everyone can see it appropriately as I uh, get down here. So hopefully we can hear it. And uh, let me know if you guys can hear it or cannot hear it. That would be like super helpful uh, for me as well. So yeah. Alright, cool. Let's do this. Before Thursday started, I was doing these basement shows. That's kind of all I thought I would really do was be somebody who was like um, a supporter of music. I never thought I'd play music. You know, I, to me, it's just enough to be involved with people that I think are really talented and sweet and making passionate, sincere music. That's what oh, I wanted. the volume is like so low on this. In, to, to be there part of the support network that makes it happen. And then when Thursday started. Oh, I, I, I'm just going to be all about like the support network, guys. I mean, I'm Jeff Rickley, and I'm going to be very supportive. Supportive of music, right? I mean, okay, you're pretty supportive, sir. So I guess that automatically means, you know, you're a TIFE user. And uh, that doctor on YouTube, LOL. Um, and, um, oh, the post. Nina Willow is asking a good question. Thank you, Nina. Thank you for reminding me from for not being terrible and uh, putting up that post of uh, famous people. Uh, here we go. It's actually on the front page. Actually, it's not on the front page. I lied. It's a lie. Sorry. Not technically true. Here you go. And uh, and and no, I don't have a playlist. Don't don't tell people that. That's not true. No, no, no. The link is in the live stream chat. Check it out. But uh, yeah. Um, so have fun. You know, like no. There's the actual link. Press the link. Go to the website. Ooh, fancy website. Put in your email. Get free TypeGrid document. Ooh, you know. And then uh, on top of that, like, read the list of famous peoples we've typed. We're trying to get this up to date. I think the last two How to Type episodes have not been up to date yet. So just be aware of that. But, like, if someone, like, puts in a name or whatever, I'll just have them, like, give me, like, a different name. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, let's, uh, the super chat is stuck on my face. Okay, I'll fix that. Um, the super chat is uh, stuck on my face. Okay, well, I'm going to unface that and then, oof. Okay, well, it's still on my face, so we're going to take it off the face now. Thank you for uh, warning me about uh, my facial health, uh, good sir. Let's continue with, uh, uh, let's go continue with uh, Mr. Um, Jeff Rickley, uh, please, and we'll, we'll do that for sure. And yes, I'm being like more interactive on my show now because I'm like 
uh, trying to like improve. But uh, let's get to Mr. Jeff Wrigley, the uh, obvious TIFE user. So, continuing on. It was just to be a part of those shows, just to kind of get to play with our, our friends and some of our heroes and stuff like that. Around the time that we were starting, the Bouncing Souls had just really like started to do national. Bouncing time, Souls. And we're never home in New Brunswick. So they were kind of this band that we were all super proud of and we knew that they were. I gotta say he's an introverted censor. I, I, I gotta say it. Uh, you know, maybe we'll find some more more information on that. But he just keeps like he's talking about his past the whole time, you know. I did this, I did that, I experienced this thing, I tasted that donut over there at that particular time. Who knows? Sounds pretty SI to me, so it's possibility he's an SFJ NTP quadra, if we're just looking at the quadra vector here within the type grid, but uh, we'll see how that goes. By the way, if you guys don't know what the type grid is, go to csjoseph.life, wait 30 seconds, pop-up will show up, put in your email, you get a type grid, and you can follow along with us uh, tonight. And uh, pretty soon, also though, guys, we're going to be, it's under development right now, but we're going to be having a type grid that you can just do electronically and interact with it all the time, anytime you want. And that way you can just follow along with us on the show and see if you're really getting better at your skills for psychoanalysis as we figure this out. So, as I am moving like so many different things right here. Um, wow, it wants me to re-verify Graham Steven. Okay, we can... Definitely look at Graham Stephen for sure. <sighs> okay, uh, so let's continue with Mr. Jeff Rickley. They were our band that we knew that they were the New Brunswick band. You know, they had done all these shows before. There are all these legendary stories of them throwing toilets off the roof of their house and just being crazy guys. To me, one of the bands that I connected the most to was Lifetime. Um, you know, theme song for a New Brunswick basement show. It's like, to me, that song meant so much. You know, even though it's just a dumb song about playing in the basement, it also represents. Okay, I am not watching this interview anymore. We need a different interview, please. Definitely, visually, it looks like... Hey, this is Jeff Rickley, and you're watching Hold Up Now TV. Much louder. Thank you. So, yeah, tonight's very exciting. Where were you for the other shows? Uh, both of the other tours that I was uh, doing at Acoustic Basement so far have been in the States. And then this one is all the UK, so uh, last night I was in Cardiff, the night before we were in Southampton. So it's going all around. Yeah. How does the UK differ to the US? Well, uh, you know, the UK, it's just a, Definitely it's just a bit of a different sensing. culture. I think, like, in the States we don't have, like, rock and roll nights at clubs. We don't, like, have stuff like that. So um, the UK is, like, a little bit of a later like schedule, everybody's a little more drunk, and that makes it a little easier to have fun, I think. <laughs> What's the most bizarre thing to happen to you whilst you were on stage? <laughs> Let's see. The most bizarre thing to happen to me while I was on stage. I think, you know, for a bunch of years on Thursday, people would lose things in the crowd. There'd be these huge shows, and people would lose things, and they'd figure, well, somebody lost the phone, I should throw it to the front so that, you know, so that they get it back. Uh, Jen, uh, Radecki will type anyone you want with your super chats. It's just as long as that there's video and proper audio to listen to them to be able to do it. Uh, that is like a YouTube video, basically. If they're on YouTube, we can definitely uh, look into it for sure. And so we would have like phones being thrown up on stage and sometimes people would lose keys. And so I got belted in the head with like a giant keychain like that. They just hit me on the side of the head, probably from a balcony or something. 
oh, it just hit me on the side of the head, just belted me in the chain in the face like that, guys. So, you know, guess what? That's just more evidence that, like, I'm an introverted sensing user because it's all about that uh, S-I-N-E, as I continue to spit all facts. Still want to verify against FIT, but definitely an S-I-N-E user for sure. That was probably the worst thing I saw in the on stage. I've broken my nose on stage three times as well. Uh, one time I saw I broke my nose on stage, stage three times as well. So that was pretty. That was pretty strange too. Yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty straight, actually. Did you have to go off stage, or could you continue the show? Yeah, I stayed. I stayed with a broken nose. I stayed on stage and finished. And then, so the medic had to like break it again when I was off to get it in place. That was no fun. What made you decide to do this tour without United Nations? Yeah, it was just basically I was asked to be on this acoustic tour and they're all my friends. So I was like, yeah, of course, I'd love to do it. United Nations has a new record coming out this summer, so we'll come back over as a group. And that'll be a, a totally different thing than this acoustic night. Where are you planning to tour with United Nations? You know, we'll start in the States. The United Nations stuff will start in the States. And then, uh, you know, you can... It's just constantly saying facts, 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 facts. There's just no T. I'm an important person, or we did this thing, or our music has this kind of rating, or whatever. He's not talking any TE statements whatsoever. So definitely a, a, a TI user for sure, TIFE on uh, Mr. Jeff Rickley. So we got ourselves SFJ and TP Quadra. So what do you guys think for interaction styles and temperaments? What do you guys think on this one? Let's see, uh, let's see what we got. I don't know. He might be an ISFJ. I uh, it's kind of getting a little interesting here, but I want to I want to bounce around a little bit. Maybe uh, find a uh, a different uh, interview uh, with him. So let's see. About to record War all the time, and I remember. Um you know, one night the major labels, they would all come and get us drunk and like bring a bunch of cocaine and stuff. So, you know, like three or four in the morning, you'd be saying stuff that you would never tell anybody because you were so high that you didn't care. Um, but I remember I, I made the mistake of telling, um, of telling our A&R guy about my upbringing and how my parents were really into like music of the hippies and stuff and would take me to see shows all the time, but that the music that I really loved when I kid when I was a kid was uh, commercial jingles. I just loved commercial jingles. And for years I thought like someday that would be what I would do is I'd write like catchy commercial jingles. <laughs> and, uh, and I told him and he was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, that's amazing. And he was like so into it. Um, <laughs> so he got like me a separate house from the rest of the band and he was like, you just keep making those fucking commercial songs. I'm like, We're gonna be rich, you know, rich. <laughs> so. Uh, so I started trying to write, but I realized I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't come up with a song because I didn't have like a pro a product. You know, I didn't have the right product. <laughs> and, uh, and and like the gold standard that I loved when I was a kid was like um, was um, was meow mix. You know, um, that meow 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 meow. I know it's like it's like um, it's like Bach. You know, it's like genius. <laughs> so like I wasn't aspiring to that level, but I was like maybe I could bring it down a couple notches and find something. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, someone in the audience said uh, informative. That's Raven. Uh, good catch there. But, uh, you know, if you're a TIFE user, SINE user, you're automatically SFJ NTP Quadra, which means you are automatically informative by default. And he's just informing, 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 and informing everybody of all the things, right? So 
That's exactly why that's happening, and he's informed. But is he really abstract? I'm not really seeing that. I just kind of, like, he's talking about the same thing over and over again. No what ifs. This is just what happened. This is what happened. This is just what happened. This is my experience. This is what happened, right? So it kind of seems like super, uh, super concrete uh, in that regard. And if that's the case, you know, well, I mean, are we literally looking at ESFJ or ISFJ? I mean, there's there's a chance, you know. Gosh, he's so smiley, though. Does he have FE Hero, you know? Uh, he's talking about being super supportive. So, I mean, hey, there's a chance. There's there's a chance, you know. Uh, uh, so let's, let's keep going. Thing, and I could never find the perfect product. Um, and then I had this idea, which was, you know, it was 2003. Uh, the U.S. had declared that we were going to go to war in Iraq, even though we had no evidence of why we would do that. Um, and I thought, you know, that's God. I wish, you know, I wish I could write a commercial for a bomb because it's like the perfect product. You know, it's like people need it. They they always want to blow each other up. Um, but you can't reuse it, so you got to buy a new one every time. And the market uh, doesn't even set the price. It's federally funded. So, man, this is like the perfect product. And I started. <laughs> That's pretty uh, systematic. He's talking about the best way of doing something, the best way to deliver the song. Basically, it's not necessarily what he's getting out of it. It's about like his best approach. So that's definitely systematic for sure. Uh, so we're going to put a point down for a systematic here uh, within our type grid uh, evaluation uh, matrix. And then uh, so concrete systematic basically means he's an SJ, which we already know. And he's pretty much affiliative. I mean, I remember his first opening sentence when we were listening to this guy. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm pretty affiliative. So, so yeah, and that's because it's like, you know, talking about being really supportive. And, uh, you know, I, oh, I never thought I'd actually get into music. I just support music or support the music mu movement, right? So definitely an SJ for sure. ESFJ or ISFJ. Now it comes down to determining if it's a foreign initiating movement or informative responding control. And I'll be straight, this guy is moving like crazy in his chair. He doesn't seem to be very outcome focused. He's just talking about the process of, of building music and whatnot. Um, and he's also initiating a lot of new points. He's not really responding to those points per se. Just gonna watch a little bit more, but I'm really leaning towards ESFJ on this one. <laughs> I started writing jingles for said, yeah, but Taking Back Sunday's already got So I, I brought it to Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. So I brought it to uh, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. Okay, so that he initiated a point because no one actually asked him to do anything there. That was, an, that was a point that was initiated. Uh, he's still moving around, you know, kind of pretty, pretty heavily. <laughs> and he's way catchier than that one. <laughs> I, I said, I told that story to somebody and they're like, Yep, so uh, with that being said, uh, interestingly enough, um, wow, this thing needs to like stop bugging out because like we're doing a show here. Let's uh, not bug out anymore, please. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah, Jeff Rickley is ESFJ, folks. And let's get to the erasing here. Awesome. Boop. Awesome. 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 All right, so let's check our super chats and see what we have coming up next here. 
as erasing is done. And we are super chatting it up. All right, so we got three, we got four bids in with Boris Van Droof with the top. And he wants uh, Placido Domingo Operacing on a Sordinator, De Miembre de los Tres Tenores. Okay, está bien conmigo, señor. All right, so Placido Domingo. Okay, um, Boris Van Droof. Uh, we have not done Rihanna before, that's cool. And uh, Graham Stephen for Doomsicle, and then Dr. Mike Varshavsky, aka Dr. Mike, are the super chats in tonight. So we're going to be doing Placido Domingo first because Boris Van Droof. And uh, we'll uh, move in for that right now. So let's see. Placido Domingo. Oh, yeah. Interview on Charlie Rose. Okay. Let's do that. 2002, right? And let's get this going. Placido Domingo is here at the age of 61. He has given over 3,000 performances on opera stages throughout the world. He serves as the artistic director for both the Washington and Los Angeles operas. He is currently performing in the Metropolitan Opera's production, Variety. Skipping ahead to the actual interview. Carreras, leave the stage. There is anyone like them ready to step in and be what they have been to the world of opera? Wow. That's quite, yeah. quite a statement. So you can't leave. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is this. Uh, I mean, I, it's certainly people is, is loyal to, yeah. to certain artists. And I think we have, between the three of us, I think we have, we gave a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, we're still giving, you know, and I, I'm completely active in the world of opera. And so yeah. now and then we do some concerts. But the fact is that... And you it, conduct, occasionally? Yes, yes, that's right. But it takes more than, to, than being simply a tenor. I think the, the fact, and I, I, I can assure you that, I mean, even though we have... It takes more than simply being a tenor. That's a TIFE statement. And uh, definitely got uh, some control going, definitely responding. I'd say he's also informed, responding, control, TIFE. Might be S-I-N-E. Um, and uh, definitely systematic, talking about the best way of doing things, whether or not he's a tenor or not as a result. Uh, so let's keep going uh, for Mr. Placido Domingo. Okay, where is my mouse again? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so let's move here. Been so many windows. The, uh, in this generation, or the past generation, we have been to uh, the, the three tenors. I'm convinced that there are many, many tenors, and this is a brilliant generation of tenors right. coming. But uh, which I admire them very much, by the way. And uh, um, just now at the Met, is just to give an example, is singing uh, Juan Diego Flores, yes. which is a tenor from. That was an initiating statement. He actually initiated there, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, cognitive transition, or maybe his ego. We'll find out. And. Uh, says they're talking about a new generation of tenors and whatnot. I'd probably say that was an abstract statement, but uh, we'll, we'll see if that's the case. From uh, Peru, you know, and he is uh, spectacular. He is, is a light tenor, Rossini tenor, and, um, you know, Bellini, Donizetti, but with such a joy, 
of, for singing and uh, it's a beautiful voice. And there are many, I say it like Juan Diego, that they're coming out now and um, then there are great possibilities. But what it is, what it makes, the place that you have in, in, in the career is decided by the public, you know. It's the public that uh, of the sudden goes to one performance, another, 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 yeah. and then they pick what they call their personalities. The people that has charisma somehow. And then they pick those people that have their personalities. That is an S E N I statement. And he has been speaking about other people, very uh, S E oriented. And uh, I could actually make an argument for direct in that statement as well, choosing his uh, role in the in the conversation. He might be an ENTJ with ISFP focus. Who knows? This is an interesting turn of events the public mm. so I'm convinced that Juan Diego is going to be one you know I mean mm. he certainly has it yeah. but is the public then then makes the career of the artists and in fact enlarge the careers of the artists because they have good and memory the public of what they have done that makes the career of the artist that is a very abstract statement it's also systematic talking about the best way of doing things and it was initiated statement as well uh, pretty pretty interesting how that goes, um, and then very um, potentially se. Let's see. So, yeah, I mean, formative, yeah, but it's, it's like how I'm transitioning between like various uh, various sides. Need more information. Actually, let's actually switch to a different interview just to switch things up, just in case. Good evening. Uh... Oh, how he is in front of a bunch of people. Let's see. Placido, you don't just come to Covent Garden. You don't just make your dip. And what they had in mind for you. Then working in the company, doing anything. You know, uh, I was uh, studying piano, so I can uh, I can do something. You know, to prepare some of the singers to. Uh, their parts, I can do a small part just crossing the stair, the stage. If there is a, if there is something backstage, then you have to, the chorus has to sing backstage. I was helping them, and I, I did everything that is possible uh, until I start singing some of the zarzuelas. And I was also being the chorus master there. And um, at the meantime, the opera, they were auditioning. Uh, people and uh, a friend of me said, Placido, you should audition for the opera. I said, come on, I, said, I don't have voice to sing opera. I said, you have voice to sing opera. And uh, I mean, I have sang Sarsuela and it's difficult, you know, but I don't know. So I, I, make, I made an audition. I, I was singing as a baritone. And after they asked me if I, they say that we think you are a tenor. And if I can sing a, a tenor aria, and I sang um, Amortivieta from Fedora with a... Now that's very introverted sensing. Formative story. That's pretty good. Put that in there. So, still dropping frames for some reason. And I hope they stop. Okay. I think the drop frames have stopped. It's kind of weird how that keeps happening. 
I'm going to be changing my internet service provider very soon because it's definitely not any of my equipment and it's not my modem. So, I mean, I got this machine like wired in. I also have like uh, the frames per second and the resolution dialed in. Like I researched this pretty hard, but for some reason, like it just thinks that it's okay to uh, continue to drop frames on me. And uh, I maintain it's absolutely the internet connection at this point. So, but yeah, uh, let's do another one. Me the greatest one. Well, you see it. I don't know. I mean, you can describe it. The only thing I can say is that I have this, this unbelievable passion for it all my life. Not true. There we go. 25 years later. Big introverted sensing statement. So let's keep. Let's see if he keeps it up. Opera. And the first evening was a f triumph. Was a phenomenal success. And. Uh, then the next day, I, I was having some appointments with Sefirelli to hear some singers, and I went to Busetto because uh, I was going to conduct Traviata, and I was so happy. Then I went there, and then I went here, then I went there again. That's also introverted sensing. Exactly. And he's not talking about other people with him or other people in the area, or these people told me, et cetera, he's making it about him, so let's keep going. Happy and so on. Then maybe you know I went into all the all the uh, all the um, beautiful region. You know, uh, uh, with uh, all the all the region Emiliana, and I was you know eating uh, a little bit too much of salt. Probably <laughs> you know they put yeah. you one plate. Yeah. And I was eating a little bit too much. That's also introverted sensing as well. So. And he seems to be stating facts and only facts. I haven't really heard any F-I-T-E from him this entire time. He's just only just stating facts. He's not really demonstrating self-importance or st uh, making statements based on self-importance at all. Right, another right. one, right. another one, another one. And then I have my next performance, my second performance, and you know what it is to arrive to, this, to the theater and feel already, oh my God, just, just like have Mount Everest in front of you. Yeah. And I start the performance, and in the middle of the second act, I practically, I, I feel that I, I couldn't do it. So, uh, practically by the second act, I feel like I could do it. I saw the performance. So that's, again, that's introverted sensing. So he is definitely introverted sensing his ego. Still sticking with the facts. So he's SFJ, NTP Quadra, for sure. He's abstract, a systematic, which means he's definitely an NT. And uh, has that informative storytelling. He's definitely control. Um, so as uh, because he's informative, you know, but we know we know he's control. We absolutely know, diehard, he is control. So ergo, this guy uh, Placido Domingo um, is un INTP, señores. So finalmente lo siento. Oh. Okay, so yeah, awesome. We got that one done. Uh, let's uh, move on to the next one. So, and it's offline yet again. That's frustrating. Okay. All right. So hopefully you guys just didn't miss that again. I'm getting really tired of this. So I'm sorry, guys. Like these streams are uh, very difficult uh, to do uh, with a terrible internet. So I think I might switch to AT&T and uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm actually going to have a phone call with them. Uh, looks like I'm not dropping frames anymore. So that should be good. Anyway, as I was saying... We know Placido Domingo is control, and because we know he's control, we know he's abstract and systematic, we know he's an NT type, but we also know that he's a background type with his interaction style. On top of being SFJ, NTP, Quadra, 
uh, T-I-F-E-S-I-N-E for sure. This man is an INTP, so great. We can move on to the next person. Sorry about the drop frames. We'll get this uh, hopefully fixed the next time we have this stream, especially since I'm going to be doing a live lecture in the very near future. I should probably get that fixed, if you know what I mean. So, okay, let's move on to the next one here. Okay. Yeah, stop doing it. <laughs> okay, for sure. Um, and uh, what is, okay. Okay, so, all right. Let's go here, let's go here, let's go here. All right, someone wants Frank James. Someone actually decided to pay for Frank James. Interesting how that is, the Benjamin Zodic video. Okay, we could do that. Frank James, good old Frank James. Okay, so. This'll be a little interesting. So right now we got Jordan Spike on the top, and then we have, after Jordan Spike, we have Doomsicle uh, so far, unless uh, someone else outbids them. Remember folks, we're gonna be going for 60 to 90 minutes tonight for the live stream, 60 to 90 minutes. And let me verify what we're at currently right now with the time as is. Okay, I'm just gonna leave Super Chats open slightly for a little bit more, and then we're gonna be closing them soon. So if you guys want to get your things in right now, get your super chats in before I close it, because I will be closing it, because I don't want to have it too long. We'll be here all night, if you know what I mean. Oops, let's not do that. Let's get that here. Placido Domingo, and then El Senor Frank James FJ himself. About time someone decided to like put that super chat in. So, and. Uh, Want the uh, Benjamin uh, Benjamin uh, Sadik uh, Frank Frank James? Let's see how that goes. Awesome. So yeah, I always use one person's channel to promote another channel. You know, never not. Uh, so hey, welcome to another typology interview. We have Frank James. How's it going, Frank? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? Fantastic. Um, I think there's two questions we need to get out of the way before we start. So okay. first thing, what's, what's the deal with your hair journey and where is it going in the future? Uh, uh, you know, hair, it, when, so I had been growing it out before and once you start, you feel like, oh, I put so much time into this. It's a sunk cost fallacy, you know? And so now I quite like... It's a sunk cost fallacy. That's hilarious actually <laughs> uh i actually really enjoy watching frank james it's actually pretty fun um so gotta love that sunk cost fallacy uh but uh definitely um hoping just checking my frames again guys and then uh getting this back here definitely responding i mean that's kind of obvious at this point so yeah frank james responding for sure and let's keep going from there like it short, so I think I'm gonna keep it short. I'm not growing the beard out, at least until, you know, some major terrible life event happens. But, <laughs> All right. but yeah, I think, yes. I think I'm settled. I'm not growing the beard out, at least until some kind of major life event happens of some kind. Okay, well, I mean, 
from one introverted sensor to another, that kind of sounds like introverted sensing to me. So because like, I usually only shave if I have to for whatever reason. And he's basically basically saying, if I have to, I'll shave it, right? Whereas someone who's extroverted sensing, you know, say an INFJ, INFJs are so like, like their physical appearance means like everything to them. So like they have to exert a lot of willpower to control like something like their facial hair. So, but instead of just being like, meh, I don't care. Who cares about my facial hair? I'm gonna put down a point for introverted sensing, but hey, we might be wrong. Uh, let's keep going. For a while. All right, okay. Sorry about that one. Then the no, other I'm one glad, is- I'm glad to clear the air with it. All right, yeah. Then the other question we need to clear the air with is, did you ever get used to using Google, the new Google? Uh, um... uh, I did eventually. Yeah, I might have overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> might have, I don't know, yeah. but yeah. The, no, no, the Google... it was, I got it. It was a satire video, it was good, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. The, yeah, the the, the Google, the Gmail redesign, I was so angry when I first saw it. But then, you know, you just, you just have to use it. There's no way around it. So yeah, right. I battled through. Yeah, cool, man. All right. So um, you, you haven't officially been typed uh, in OP, um, but like I'd like to talk about your type anyways, your, and your channel and sort of maybe your history and typology and stuff. So yeah, yeah let's start there. Where, where did you start typology? When did you get into it? Uh, it was a couple, just a couple years ago, and uh, some friends threw around. They, apart from me, my, some friends were talking about it. Somehow, I came up in the conversation, and they said, "We think you're this type." And I was like, "Okay, I don't care." And then, uh, <laughs> but it was like in the back of my mind still. I was like, "Huh? What? I wonder what this personality type stuff is all about." And uh, you know, just went to one of the online, the infamous online tests, and came up INFJ just like everyone else. And uh, then when I asked my friends, what type did you think I was? They were like, oh. Then I asked my friends, I asked introverted sensing. And then I asked my friends, what type did you think I was? Well, that's extroverted thinking, right? So, because it's like, what are they thinking? And then he uses the reference points of the test, you know, all those online tests, etc. You know, what does the test say? And what does the test think? What do these people think I am, right? Well, that's, Extroverted thinking also, introverted sensing. Still responding, gonna have to put a point down for control because like, you know, he's not like movement at all. It's very, very uh, processed. You can compare him to potentially INFPs or INTPs or even other control types. Seems very outcome focused, you know, in that regard. Not really process oriented, but let's keep going because hashtag controversy. Oh, INFJ, so that, that correlation, I guess, Right. Um, that was what made me think maybe there was something to it, uh -huh. uh, be because I. Oh, there is a correlation, and that—that, that, my friends, is what made me think that there might be something to it. Just you know, pure correlation. You know, because correlation is not causation. Yet TI users are so much more focused on the causation and not the correlation, which is what TE users do. TE, expert thinking, rational thinking, it's about correlation, not causation. Whereas TI users care about causation more so than correlation. Keep that in mind, folks. Putting down another point for TE, TEFI. That was, you know, when I got the result online, it didn't really phase me much. I was like, okay, I guess it seems like me. So, uh, but then I just, I just started to get more into it. didn't phase me that much. 
I guess it's just more like me. That's introverted sensing. Uh, he's only talking about himself. He's not talking about anyone else, right? More about his friends, right? To it, mostly through YouTube, I think, looking at other YouTubers uh, who talked about INFJ stuff, especially uh, Tom Davison was one of my favorites. And that kind of inspired me to want to do YouTube stuff in a similar vein. And just through that, like... That inspired me to do YouTube stuff in a similar vein because he's comparing, he's trying to mimic. Mimicry is S-I-N-E. The comparison itself is T-E-F-I. Obviously, we have ourselves an aristocrat. Aristocrat equals uh, STJ plus NFP quadra for Mr. Frank James. Like just doing YouTube about that sort of like led me into learning more about it. So you can tell. Doing YouTube about that certainly led me into doing more about that. Again, more introverted sensing, more introverted sensing. There's no extroverted sensing here. Oh, when you watch my earliest videos, it's kind of iffy, like what, what I'm talking about. But um, then around a little over a year ago, that's when I stumbled on Dave Superpower's channel. A little over a year ago, that's when I stumbled upon Dave Superpower's channel. Okay, so now he's starting to talk to somebody else, but it's his own experience. It's also introverted sensing. Okay, fair enough. Still control, and he's talking about stories, informative stories. He's not being direct. He's not being commanding. He's just telling us a story from his introverted sensing long-term memory, just telling us a story because he's being informative. Informative responding control, okay and got heavily into that and then eventually started taking the objective personality classes and so now right. I'm and then I got into that and then I got into Dave's superpowers because he's an authority on the subject and then I started taking classes on it because those are authority subjects because I am an extroverted thinker and care about authorities on subjects not actually what I personally think it's what everyone else thinks so as a result, CSJ has no choice but to add another point for expert thinking. Let's continue. I'm fully initiated, and <laughs> the, the, once, it get, once it gets in your mind... I am fully initiated. You know how people, you know, when they go to the Blue Lodge and they're becoming Masons and they are initiated into Masonry and the, within the Masonic uh, way of doing things, they go through an initiation process. And he's like, I am fully initiated after getting all of that education, right? Which basically means he's reached a level of achievement. Is it possible, you know, since this guy claims that he's an INFJ, let's be straight, since he claims he's an INFJ, is it really, really possible for an NFJ who has TE Trickster and TE Demon who kind of don't really care about achievement that much, why is he who claims to be an INFJ actually like, you know, talking about achievement, which is extroverted thinking? Has, has anyone thought about these things? Could, could someone please think about these things, please, TE Critic? Wants to know another point for TE. Let's continue. Mind, you can't stop thinking about typology. So you can't stop thinking about typology. Gosh, more extroverted thinking again. Oh man. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm lost. I'm, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like, what was the idea behind your YouTube channel? Just uh, just getting out uh, INFJ stuff, or yeah, at first. Well, I mean, yeah, if you kind of look at it, at first it was sort of just like more uh, 
straight up vlog type stuff, just talking about stuff that was going on in my life. And stuff that was going on in my life. Oh, we're not going to be doing current events, you know, kind of like what Joe Rogan does, talking about like interviewing people that's related to like the current happenings about what's happening outside of me. No, 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 no. I'm going to be making a channel to talk about the contents or concepts of my own life, my own life experience. Gosh, I guess that means CSJ has to put down another point for, you guessed it, introverted sensing. Gosh, why? Well, introverted sensing. Do I need to keep driving this point home? You know what? I think I actually do. You know, trying to connect it to typology in a way. Um, I'm going to try to connect it to my life, my life experience to typology in a way. Hmm. Wait a minute. That sounds like extroverted thinking and extroverted intuition. Extroverted intuition making all these connections to all these extroverted thinking uh, uh, reference points. Wait a minute. Oh, that would basically mean introverted sensing again and extroverted thinking again. Okay, fair enough. Let's keep going. I I don't know because it's at that time, not knowing that much about it, I was resonating with what other YouTubers were doing in that vein. I was resonating with what other YouTubers were doing in that vein. More expert thinking. I mean, hey, because everyone else was doing it, I'm going to do it too. I mean, wait a minute. Okay, so you're telling me an INFJ, Jesus Christ, you know, he just decided to start telling the truth and then he got murdered for it, you know, and, and but I think he would have been really safe if he had just played it safe, you know what I'm saying, and did what everybody else was doing, right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, fair enough. We're going we're gonna to put that down for extroverted thinking again. And I thought uh, if I could somehow connect it to a broader thing, because I, there's not much point, I think, in making vlogs about what's going on in your life or how you feel, because why, why would anyone care? But if you can connect it to a bigger thing, I was like, ah, people might. Oh, why would anyone care about my own personal life experience? But if I connect it to this bigger thing, okay. Okay, fair enough. Why would people care? Effie Nemesis. Okay, uh, you know. Oh, but if I connect it to this bigger thing that everyone regards, you know, extroverted thinking, they might care about my life experience, and that's what they would want with my NE. Okay, fair enough. Guys, I think I've just driven the point home. That guy is STJ NFP Quadra. Would people please realize that this is the case? Come on. I mean, like, seriously. And, you know, abstract, LOL, you know, and uh, what are people getting out of it? Well, let's keep going. I want every single point on our matrix, like, absolutely fleshed out, if you know what I'm saying. Relate to this if they, Uh you know, if maybe everyone else is going through the same thing. Right. And that's where it went from there. And then I started doing, once I started to learn more about typology, then I was like, I should probably start teaching this as well. It was just like a natural I should probably start teaching this as well. I mean, you probably should do your duty there, Mr. Introverted Sensing. I probably should, okay? You know, I guess I guess your ESTJ professor subconscious is coming out there. Thing to want to make videos that were more... Let's skip ahead. There's some we're connection ahead. with it, and everything is, has the same sort of basis to it? Yeah, I guess, well, now that you bring that up, I will say that I've always had this... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe this tendency or this drive to bring everything into like one unifying 
concept. Right. And like everything about life. Right. Uh, or at least as, as few concepts as possible and to be like... As few concepts as possible. Very abstract, good sir. Very, very abstract. Thank you. Thank you for that. As you continue to be informative and continue to be responding and not initiating any points whatsoever. Like, oh, everything revolves around this one thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that is also kind of when I can catch it is when I look back and I, I realize that it's always been, that's always been a thing with me is one. It's always been a thing with me and my experience. Really get things down into the simplest to possible. Use the funnel, the simplest uh, abstract pattern, yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. pattern, pattern, um, extrovert intuition. Um, Need I say you, more? Uh, my goodness. Expert intuition. Okay, yeah. Funnel, abstract. Yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. You know, that outcome, that outcome, that, that control-based outcome, you know, we're not talking about the process here. We're just going to talk about specific outcomes. Okay. Do you also feel like uh, you're able to plan for the future a lot? Like, is that what you're spending most of your time doing as well? Thinking about what's going to be? And Yeah, definitely. I'm always, I've, I'm always thinking about the future, but I, in some ways I feel like I don't know. I feel like everyone thinks about the future, but it's hard. It's hard to know, like, what is normal? Like, what is um, and I feel like everyone thinks about the future, right? So what is normal? What is normal? Says extroverted sensing trickster. What is normal? What is normal? Anything could be real. Anything could be normal. And E, guys, abstract AF. Come on. Like, wow. I like, wow. Wow wow anything could be normal you know and it's my duty to do these things because i'm affiliative and trying to do the right thing guys actually happen or are you hitting those milestones uh they can be a bit nebulous sometimes you know they they could be a bit nebulous sometimes you know those milestones because i just got to be in my si comfort zone because ni is all about what i want so you know okay you know, uh, thank you for all you people out there who think you're INFJs when you really are INFPs and you're just basing your identity based on this one popular YouTube because you INFPs have this problem where it's like, well, you know, if there's an idea that's accepted by a group of people, they're more credible. Therefore, I am inclined to believe them more so than actually the person who's telling the truth. What? Oh, wait, that happens more often than you think. Hmm. And uh, so continues the cycle of ignorance right oh well they can they can feel the the plans i often make are very uh, i don't know they're very specific and i see them but a lot of times it's bringing them into reality that can be a bit of a struggle bringing them into reality is a bit of a struggle of course if you have extroverted sensing trickster that would be a struggle and because you don't really ever know what you want you're just kind of going along with your comfort zone all day long and you're not exactly planning out your day it's all about loose plans wait a minute isn't an infp a p-type loose plans hmm hmm oh but he's obviously an infj guys obviously or like dealing with the process like you have this one big goal out there and you and you have to do all these little things up to it and that can often trip me up right so, okay yeah so i i like to live there in that place in the future in my brain but uh <laughs> actually doing the work to get there the the se day-to-day -day stuff yeah yeah
Yep. Hopefully you don't have any more drop frames. Kind of freaking out about that. Please don't drop frames on me. But the bottom line is, folks, this man, Frank James, is an INFP. So, yeah, that's right. He's uh, an INFP. So there you go. Frank James is an INFP. Uh, I don't need to say any more. He's, he's a freaking INFP. He's an INFP. He's an INFP. And I end up having to correct so many INFPs who think they're INFJs because of him. It's all... Well, it's not all his fault, but it's mostly his fault. And that's why I created the lecture, How Do INFJs Compare to INFPs? Specifically to show why they're actually incorrect with identifying with the INFJ because they are not INFJs. Although before I realized I was an ENTP, I would have believed that people like Frank James were actually INFJs. When the reality of the situation is, they're not. So that's definitely the issue that we're facing. So, okay. Cool. Um, I am definitely going to be closing uh, Super Chats right now. So we're closing that. And uh, closed, open, closed. They are closed. Thank you. And we're going to be continuing right along with the show. And Mr. Doomsicle, he wants me to re-verify Graham uh, Stephen. Okay, Graham Stephen, we can check that out. Um, and let's see here. Let's see. What did we have, Graham, Stephen? I don't even remember. It's probably not even on this list. So, I mean, okay, yeah, we're going to get a full-on re-verify here because it's like, why not? You know, why not? Because I have no idea uh, who this guy is or I much less remember uh, because I've typed so many people. It's just kind of like turning into mush at this point. So, let's see. Let's see how it goes. Good old Graham, Stephen. Oh, I remember doing Juliet and Assange. That's actually pretty funny. All right, cool. Yeah, so I don't even have my records here to show what he was, so that's good. Let's uh, let's do Graham Stephen then again. Uh, although I don't usually like doing re-verification on these episodes, so but let's uh, let's do it for fun, shall we? Nice little challenge. And I don't even remember what type he was, so let's uh, let's get through. Let's get through that. All right, so Graham Stephen interview. Oh, that guy. All right. Yeah, all right, fine. I'll just redo Graham Stephen one more time. A different interview this time. Chatting with, okay. Selling a full interview, okay. How to become a millionaire in your 20s, okay. Graham Stephen. Okay, Graham Stephen. All right, let's do this one. All right, Graham guys, Stephen, welcome back quick. to the channel. I'm here with the one and only Graham Stephen once again. Uh, we've done a video already talking with Graham, so if you guys missed that, that's done. Graham Stephen, my bad. For all of you out there correcting me right now, I probably deserve it. Let's be straight. Let's be straight. So, so, okay in the description below but uh, in this video I really just want to hear about your story and how you got wow did you just look at like Graham Stephens look there he's like you are so annoying I cannot believe I'm here wasting my time with someone like you for this interview <laughs> come on <laughs> like wow I, I, I if I was sitting there next to everybody like whoa that's some expert sensing in my face you know what I'm saying 
yeah, definitely going to put a point down for experted sensing. And as we're re-verifying Graham's Started with real estate, yeah. why you decided to do that. And yeah, yeah, because I'm initiating. He just like literally interrupted him like mid-sentence there. Initiating. Mr. Graham Steven. Uh, okay. How you were able to become a millionaire at a very young age investing in real estate. And I know, uh, I don't know a lot of people that have done this in, your tw in their 20s. Yeah. So I think it is really interesting just to hear about how it is that somebody has. A last resort to do something for a year. And my initial thought with real estate was that I'm going to get my license. I'm going to do it for one year. I'm going to get my license. I'm going to do it for one year because I have an entire systematic process that I'm following and I'm outcome focused, so that makes me control. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Graham Stephen. Thank you for being very control. Thank you for being very systematic for us, good sir. That sounds pretty awesome. You got a really nice little plan talking about your own future at that point in, in time. That's fantastic. Year just to do something. Sure. And then then I'm gonna reapply to colleges. Did you ever go to school or no college? No. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. No. Very interesting. Never went to college. Yeah. I actually originally wanted to be an investment banker in high school. Okay. I originally wanted to be an investment banker, and I am doing this right now to show that I am initiating AF. Okay. Fantastic, good sir. We're all about being initiating tonight. <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm very initiating. And while I'm being initiating, I'm also being directive while being like, yo, you know, this is the process that I followed. Oh, and don't let me forget, I got to add a, a point to TEFI for his little process earlier. Okay. Was, I want to be a drummer. And then I went from drummer to be like, because I'm going to be homeless if I'm, if I'm a drummer. drummer so you went to the other extreme investment. of investment. So I'm going to be a drummer, you know, because I got some SP in me because like, you know, it's my subconscious, bro. You know what I'm saying? L, L, L. And I thought as like, be. yeah, I thought I could be an investment banker and just make, so make a ton of money and that would be it. Uh, but I hated the whole... I, I need to make a ton of money, guys, because I'm an expert thinker. Oh, 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 expert thinking because I love all that achievement and money for some reason. Expert thinkers think is like the key to achievement for some reason. Corporate lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I did not like the office life. And I like looking back, I would have been miserable as an investment banker. So I ended up getting my real estate license and I would go and see open houses every single Sunday to go and talk to other agents and ask them their thoughts of the business. I wanted to go ask other agents, see what they're doing, get their thoughts for the business because I'm an extroverted sensor and an, an expert thinker at the same time. For some reason, my notepad thing continues to crash, which is annoying AF, but uh, let's see if I can get that uh, fixed here real quick as I uh, put it up here. And yes, back to it. I am expert sensor, T-E-F-I, because I am an SFP, and TJ Quadra, oh yeah. And then it's like, but then I'm not gonna fall the bouncing ball because I wanna be a drummer, but then I'm gonna be an investment banker because I'm pragmatic. So yeah, direct initiated control, pragmatic, systematic, S-E-N-I-T-E-F-I-L-O-L-I-M-N-E-N-T-J. Just like Mr. C-S-J said before, yo. Yeah, preach it. I mean, to all those out there that think Graham Stefan is not an ENTJ, that ain't it, chief. That ain't it. So, awesome. Thank you for your super chat. I enjoyed that. But uh, you know what? What's up, you guys? It's Graham. How about we just look at another interview just for a moment, just in case, hashtag verification, because we're gonna verify three times. You know what I'm saying? Here, so I have a really special guest on the channel today. He is the tech lead from the Tech Lead Show 
brought to you by technologies and so at the time i was oh this guy is talking way too much stop talking each generate say <coughs> wait a minute is that guy an intp wait a minute is he invited to the show because like there's an entj running the show and like wait a minute do they have a golden pair is that what's happening right now oh i don't know let's find out hmm. dollars or so each and over a long period of time they would actually generate that amount of revenue oh my gosh he's so informative and he's control informer so responding control oh my gosh he's behind the scenes million dollar point at 25. yeah i would say um there were probably three different apps or so each one bringing in about a third of that income wow different apps third of that income coming in i have this i have that s-i-n-e-o and i'm spouting facts so he's an nt maybe it was about another app I'm very pragmatic with these technologies, LOL. You know, yeah, it's an INTP. That. This and is like literally golden pair interaction. He's really doing an INTP. Golden pair interaction, folks. And it's funny that an ENTJ would invite an INTP to his show, right? So much money that you're just, you know, blowing money everywhere or you take the opposite so much money because you're blowing money everywhere you know so again it's initiating he's initiating is very direct he's talking about money it's t-e-f-i <coughs> and following a system i need some water okay i got some here you know what i'm saying yes 64 ounce clean canteen folks it is the dopest i gotta drink three of those a day so yeah, the guy is an ENTJ. Like definitely, the guy is a total ENTJ. <coughs> All right. Okay, cool. So uh, we're done with uh, Mr. Doomsicle. Definitely, this guy is an ENTJ. And then we have <coughs> Dr. Mike Varshavsky, huh? Dr. Mike Varshavsky, aka Dr. Mike. Okay, cool. Meet the sexiest doctor alive, Dr. Mike Brashovsky. Okay. Hot Dr. Mike on his Instagram fame and YouTube channel. Okay. The epidemic of the I know all expert. Okay. Mikhail Brashovsky. Okay. Well, we could look at a TED talk. Why not? We'll see. Mike Vashavsky uh, was recognized as America's sexiest doctor in 2015. And the side effects? Well, the 29-year-old has become a viral sensation, earning a cool 8 million followers online. Now, recently, the certified physician and celebrity doctor made headlines again, coming to the rescue of a passenger during a mid-air disaster. But what is life really like for this very famous doctor. Uh, Dr. Mike Varshavsky joins us live from New York. Uh, welcome to the show, Doc. Thank you so much for having me. I very much appreciate it. Well, America's Sexiest Doctor, that's, that's quite a title. Uh, how, did, how, did that, how did that crown uh, be bestowed upon you? It's so funny. It's so unusual for a doctor to quote unquote go viral and that be considered a good thing. Very effy. 
saying it's unusual. That might be S-E-N-I-S-I-N-E, but we'll see because we don't know the context for which he's the uh, the vector with which he's speaking that. So let's keep going. Silly title of People Magazine Sexiest Doctor Alive. And I've been able to transform that into a YouTube channel that's widely successful. We have over 4 million subscribers now. We're teaching the entire world about their health, especially young people. We're having a good time in the process. And even as you mentioned last week, we ended up saving a life midair. Yeah. Good looks with a cause. <laughs> we ended up saving a life midair. Even though these people claimed it was him, that is extroverted sensing. That is extroverted sensing. So let's keep going. Uh, talk us through that. What happened last week? Well, uh, I was taking a flight from the United States to Tel Aviv, Israel, and while we were over the Atlantic Ocean, they announced over the PA system that there was a... While we were over there, they announced, okay, more extroverted sensing. This guy's all about extroverted sensing, very T-I-F-E. So this guy is definitely S-T-P-N-F-J Quadra. So let's actually fix that here for some reason. And yeah, S-T-P-N-F-J Quadra, as we can see. And uh, let's keep going. The medical professional that was needed. So I volunteered my services, found out that a young gentleman was having an anaphylactic attack, meaning he was having swelling in his throat. I volunteered my services. And I found that this gentleman was having an anaphylactic attack. Okay, thank you for being Mr. Affiliative. Thank you for, for caring so much about that guy. And thank you for telling us about what was happening to that guy because what was happening is extroverted sensing and then that you're caring for him is T-I-F-E. And then that further proves that you're S-T-P N-F-J Quadra while simultaneously doing the right thing because you're affiliative. Okay, cool. So that means if you're affiliative and S-T-P N-F-J Quadra, you are automatically ENFJ or INFJ. Okay. But you know, doesn't this guy see movement to you? Doesn't he see movement? It seems very throat, movement uh, because to me. of an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. And in these cases, timing is everything. You have to administer the medication as soon as possible in order to prevent the throat from completely closing. The medication. All right. Hey guys, Jonathan. I'm going to go to a different interview Amanda because and Chris, teleprompters. As you know, and we have a very special guest today. The one and only Dr. Mike. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at that picture of him. Is he not like like the spitting image of Simon Sinek? Like a literal clone of Simon Sinek or Sinek or whatever you call him? Like, I mean, come on. I mean, how how like more INFJ do you want to get? Like seriously, this guy is like extroverted sensing inferior INFJ AF. Like, come on. Like, like seriously, come on. Yeah. We're so excited. We're really excited. Be not because I, I, I don't trust people, but yeah. because a lot of people come to me for medical advice, and I think it would be wrong. Not because, you know, people don't trust me or I don't trust people, but I'm trying really hard right now to make sure my INFJ expert in sensing inferior wisp isn't coming out. So I'm doing everything I can with my ESTP subconscious to enunciate as much as possible to make sure that everyone in the room can hear me because I got to take charge while I'm emulating structure type by doing cognitive transition through ESTP. And then as a result of that, everyone, including the people on the microphone, might actually be able to hear me. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Extroverted Sensing Aspirational, for that excellent, excellent, exquisite demonstration, as you are obviously direct responding and movement uh, AF. Absolutely. Come on, direct responding uh, movement. He is so movement, and he is so direct, and like, yeah, come on, and uh, super abstract. 
And well, what are these guys getting out of it? Like, come on, like the guy's a freaking INFJ. Like, I, I have INFJ radar, you know. Like, I mean, you know, because Frank James is obviously an INFJ like this guy. I mean, LOL. You know what I'm saying? Representing my medical judgment yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, Dan Owens, my videographer here, is, is a true rock star. And the YouTube channel, we started about five months ago. It's skyrocketed. Now we're getting a million views per month, even counting from the first month since we've started. All right, Basic Betty. Basic Betty in the live stream. She just asked, how was he abstract? Let me, let me tell you something. You know what the best part about this little whiteboard is it's okay if i know that he's direct responding movement and i got him down in his cognitive functions through cognitive access i don't even have to test for abstract i can just completely ignore it completely because if i know he's direct responding movement while simultaneously being an enfj infj through scp nfj quadra by default i automatically know he's in the infj without even touching temperament without even touching affiliative pragmatic abstract concrete systematic or interest i don't even have to pay any attention to that so what i'm saying is is that the rest of it can be filled in once you know logically what the other pieces are because you could test each of the individual vectors of using the type grid using this matrix that we have here on the whiteboard specifically to demonstrate you know okay who can do what? Who can do this? Who can do that? So that's why, Basic Betty, I, you know, it does not necessarily behoove me or require me to state that he's abstract. But you know, uh, it's it's you know, it's nice to be able to have the test against abstract because it's like, well, what if, if I if I if I didn't step in and save that man's life? You know, what if he he could have died? He could have died with my expert sensing wispy voice. You know, so then as a result of that, well, guess what? He's actually, you know, an INFJ, and because he's abstract and being affiliative at the same time, because the guy's an idealist. Um, to have 250,000 subscribers, wow. um, and I think it was a great proof of concept that yes, people follow me on Instagram because of the hot right. doctor thing, but they truly do care about medicine as long as it's presented in a fun, interesting way. You do like the funniest video. Like, they truly friend. care yeah, about medicine, Effie. Yeah. Like, as long as it's presented in a true, <laughs> fun, and interesting <laughs> way, Essie. It's like a Billy on the street thing, but yes. let me tell you what's wrong with you. If you have a hangover and you know you're prone to hangovers, you have to adjust something in right. your pattern. There's no magic pill. All the people that what? are trying to sell you something on the internet, some vitamins. I've heard pe people coming. Beforehand, hydrating, uh, it's useless because you could just drink a bottle of water right. and get the yeah. same effect. Afterwards, if you're severely dehydrated, no. it will help you get hydrated a little bit quicker than drinking a bottle of water. Especially if you're nauseous and vomiting and you can't hold down. Most people think they're just getting some fluids. If you're like getting prescription medication, there's legitimate side effects. The most common one. There's legitimate side effects that could be an issue, etc. Right? They give in these concoctions of something called Zofran, and it's an anti-nausea medication. Works great, and for if you know you're really sick, it's a good thing. But for. I mean, maybe someday you know somebody would like have me do a super chat on talking with famous people. One day someone will do it. LOL. For a hangover, <laughs> it has legitimate side effects. Tachycardia, your heart. The sex questions are through oh. the roof. It's like no one's ever been comfortable asking an older doctor <laughs> sex. I love it. So women who have some dryness issues, it works better than the stuff that they sell over the counter. So uh, I've been doing a lot of collaborations with people. And they're like, they recognized you? Instagram that they're going to break their arms. <laughs> and the anyway, I think this guy is pretty pegged. Like, 
It's very interesting. He's talking about what are people getting out of things, uh, trying to create a win-win. He's talking about products that, oh, are these products that are going to help you get over your hangover when you could just actually, you know, drink a bottle of water instead. That's a very interest-based statement. It's like, why are you going to like? You think you're going to win from you know getting uh, you know this pill that's going to help you with your hangovers, right? But you're actually losing, so it's actually a win-win situation. Whereas you can have a win-win if you drink a bottle of water instead. That's not going to cost you as much. That's a win-win situation. That's an interest-based statement, guys. He is abstract, interest-based. He is affiliative. He is an he is an he is an NF. This guy's an idealist. So there you go. He's an INFJ. Like. Uh, no need to verify further. He is definitely an INFJ, Dr. Mike, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's see who's next. Okay, so, all right, so we have I'm Steven, and now we have Rihanna with Basic Betty. I don't know if we did Rihanna before. Have we done Rihanna? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Rihanna. Cool. talks about her dating life touching words all right got tons of oh, Rihanna content. okay that's more than enough all right join me yeah and first I don't of all I would to like to say you are glowing and I can't one. tell is it Fenty or is it the fact that you just had an amazing fashion show it's both actually I have had an incredible evening I've had the most incredible supporters the best models the most empowering dancers the best choreography the greatest fashion when it comes to lingerie and it all and I am so drunk at the same time because that's what I do when I wear glasses that are shaped like a UFO yeah that's uh, fantastic and why did anyone allow her to wear that dress? I have no idea. Maybe she's like trying to do that whole art of seduction dandy thing and like completely failing. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not exactly uh, my, uh, my my preference there, uh, Rihanna. Not not really. Um, not exact. And yes, I can type an intoxicated person. It's just that their cognitive transition and it ruins results. So happened here tonight, and I can't believe that it's happening under my supervision in a way because it's not just i can't believe it's happening under my supervision that is very extroverted sensing so let's see how it is we're gonna have to go through a lot of these videos because she's probably intoxicated in most of them a lot of hands that went into making this show possible but you know when you get nervous yeah. it's about to happen and you're like is it going to like work out how it happened in your head it happened beyond what i had in my head the rehearsal today was not even close to how great it was tonight. I mean, it, I feel incredible. I feel empowered. I feel like I empowered a lot of women tonight, and I feel like that's what Savage X is about. And that's what we represent. 
A lot of people came down the carpet, and the one word that they... Gosh, that sounds so concrete. And once again, my whiteboard failed. It needs to stop doing that. I'm getting so tired of that. And da, 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 da. Ooh, let's not screw with that, please. And let's get that fixed, please. And okay, 70%. We're good. And back to the video. They said to <clears> me <throat> that represented Fenty was well. Inclusion is has always been something that has resonated with me in all my brands, and not. It has resonated with me in all of my brands because I am a TE user and I am a walking brand at the same time. So, you know, just so you know, LOL. And I might be informative. I, I really just might. And I might be control as well. Yeah, are we looking at an ISFP here? Who knows? Where have Let's you been? I've missed one. you. And you, <laughs> the last time you were here, I had such a good time. I thought we had a good time. And then you just disappeared and stuff. By the way, I know. By the way, a friend of mine was at a party this. Look at that nice little extroverted sensing. Yeah, Ellen, things change. Troll. Gotta love some good extroverted sensing trolls. S E N I for that one. And that was super informative. Things change. That's so informative as I'm sitting there being so controlled and, and responding to you at the same time. And how I'm dressed is making me like super pragmatic AF, LOL. Past weekend, and he said, you're excellent at karaoke. Oh, he was there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he was like God. Rihanna. There was like a karaoke room, and Rihanna got up and started singing Mary J. Blige. And it, was, it was a really cool um, little installation, art installation at this motel, and Miguel, it was Miguel's uh, right. party. It was a really cool art installation at this hotel, and it was Miguel's party, okay? So that's an expert sensing. Fair enough. Okay, back to it more. And we went there, and I kind of just went through rooms, landed on this karaoke room, and I saw Mary J. Blige on... Because it was, a, you know, they had a small list, so I was just fingers crossed they got something in there that I loved. They didn't have Bon Jovi, so I had to go with Mary J. Is Blige. Is that your go-to song, Bon Jovi, karaoke? What song? They didn't have Bon Jovi. That's what I would have preferred. That's what I would have liked. That's actually a TEFI statement. Um, what? Living on a prayer. Don't of course. <laughs> Me and Jen, my assistant, we like, we get crazy in karaoke. So I next time, nice next time day. you're here. <laughs> oh, God. Me and my friend, you know, we get crazy on karaoke. That's expert in sensing. I'm here. We're gonna. I should have told you. Just, I want to see you do karaoke. I, I'll do it. You like karaoke I too? I love karaoke. I want to see you do karaoke. That's S E and I. Are you kidding me? Then again, yeah. Pragmatic. It's also concrete. <laughs> so, um, and then also saying that's basically Ellen's interest. What Ellen would be getting out of that experience, uh, out of that uh, experience as well. So basically, that means that Rihanna is an SP. Uh, type for sure. We know that she's S-E-N-I-T-E-F-I, -E -E which means she either is an E-S, uh, an E-S-P or an I-S-P. So it basically means we're between uh, E-S-F-P or I-S-F-P at this point. So E-S-F-P slash I-S-F-P for uh, Rihanna. So let's keep going. I have like a crazy amount of... Where do you live, by the way? Because you're always traveling. Yes, I pretty much. Do you live here? I'm not even sure now, but I do have an apartment here, a bed that I own here in LA. Mm -hmm. And I have a bed that I own in New York. Mm -hmm. 
between that, I'm just living in other people's beds and other hotel beds and traveling all over the world. I'm about to go on tour. That's exciting. And so I'll be in a tour bus. Bed. That's exciting. <laughs> all right. Kind of a little interesting how she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just living in other people's beds, you know, it's all good, you know, that's just what I do, you know, who cares, because I'm pragmatic AF, I could just do whatever I want, you know what I'm saying, do whatever I want, and still concrete, etc. And very outcome focused, uh, not very movement or process focused at all. Let's do another uh, interview entirely. Smiling, this image was leaked to the... Definitely not, not dating anybody. Right You're now. single right now? I'm not dating at all. Like, now... It's is that hard? I would think that you would be Black. intimidating to men. I the other Ellen interview, because we like Ellen. I would think, first of all, <laughs> having the title of the sexiest woman alive. I don't know if you wear a banner or what happens, but <laughs> is there a crown or when you're the sexiest woman alive, men are going to be intimidated. How do you, how do guys, are they scared of you? Um, I would say at times. Mm -hmm. At times, but, it can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. So uh, responding. Back when she has, like, less confidence, right? Because I can't. So I can't, insecure, can't, right? No. It's intimidated by me. So do you like men that are more shy and, uh, and charming? Control. Or do you like men that responding. are more aggressive and, and, I mean, you want confidence. That's enough for me. Uh, she's a uh, ISFP because she is a background type. So there you folks have it. Rihanna is an ISFP. So, and great that I just like lose the stream and keep going like an idiot here. Let's see. Um, so, hopefully not. Got all those drop frames, but yeah. Really slow. Yes, I do have token Chinese restaurant Wi-Fi. You're damn right about that. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, so... Well, of course there's cameras there, but when you have extroverted thinking inferior, what are you going to say? Like, you're afraid of what other people think of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you, so it, on, one, on one interview, she's perfectly fine telling people so much longer, you know, later, years later, because it was years, if you remember from the previous Ellen interview, it's, hey, it's been a few years since we last seen you, and then we're now watching this Ellen interview, which is years prior, right? She's changed, she's grown up, she's been more willing to have an opinion, right? Because think about it. If you're being beaten by your boyfriend or husband, etc., or or by you know uh, uh, allegedly Chris Brown, etc., or what, however that happened, and uh, you know you have TE inferior, you're kind of afraid to tell people because you're afraid of what people would think of you, and this is kind of like what causes you know women who are victims of rape for not really actually sharing their opinion due to fear because they're afraid of how their reputation would come as a result you know, in that situation, which is why you can see with Rihanna's history as a celebrity, how exactly that worked out psychologically for her. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh yeah, you know, I have a bed in Los Angeles, I have a bed in New York, and I, I'm in those beds, or I'm in hotels, or in other people's beds, etc. And she don't care. She don't care anymore. It's because she knows that over time, her opinion, how people think about her, her voice is far more valuable than it used to be because she went through the hard, difficult times of the Chris Brown scandal and realized that a lot of people publicly came to her defense in that situation and proved to her SE parent that her 
opinion is that much more valuable as a result, right? So that's why there's a difference there. She's more insecure in the past and more secure in herself in the future based on that. Folks, this is an example of extroverted thinking inferior turning into aspirational. We just saw it comparing these two different Ellen interviews. That's literally how it works. And that's why she is behaving that way, right? Cool, awesome. She's an ISFP. Thank you, thank you very much. And uh, let's move on to the next one. Okay, so then we have Duncan Thorin Shields. Duncan Thorin Shields. Duncan Thorin Shields. Let's do that. Have we done this guy before? Gold Prospector interview. Bantering with Thorn. Let's start there. Just gotta make sure my my hair is. Right. You need to. Should we do yours as well? Yeah, right. What is going on, everybody? I am here with uh, Duncan Shields. Thorin, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. I feel like no matter what time I ask you, whatever period of your life, you would always say not bad, as opposed to I'm great. I'm from Britain, mate. Not bad actually means like it's okay. It's really great. No, the best day. I'm from Britain, mate. Not bad means this. I mean, okay, thank you for that TI statement, Mr. Thorin. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for that uh, TI statement. Let's use blue for this one. And let's get this up here. So Thorin, and uh, let's keep going. <clears throat> Days of my life, yeah. it's just not bad. Yeah. Well, as, as we just established as we were walking in, you're from Britain, but apparently you, live, you told me you live half, half the time in Korea for half the year in Britain, half the year in Korea. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Well, not for tax reasons, obviously, but no, just, it's great. It's loving it. Don't worry, mate. I'm not for tax reasons, obviously. Nice jest there, good bro. And I'm going to put you down for pragmatic for that statement. That, uh, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty hilarious. And also T-I-F-E. That was an excellent statement. Not going to, I'm not sending the information to the government. Yeah. No, living the dream. I mean, anyone who knows about any of the games that I played in Korea, it's the place to be. It's really great. It's great for internet, great food. The women are an enjoyable company. Is that th what Thorin is about? The uh... sometimes, you know. Yeah. I am human after all. I know it's hard to believe. You yeah. probably think I came from heaven and like, like an <laughs> angel. I don't actually have anything down there, but there's a lot down there, mate. But <laughs> you're not going to get to know about it. That's all. Uh, wow, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Also uh, pragmatic on that one as well, and uh, very T I F E. Kind of seems informative, but we'll see. Um, and definitely seems a uh, movement. Uh, he might be cognitive transition between behind the scenes and starter type, so we'll see. I don't want to. If you were descended from the heavens, yeah. um, you know, I don't know if you would be a, an angel or... I don't think, even if I was descended from the heavens, that you would be like a fit vessel for my child anyway. A fit vessel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the way we speak. Those who have come down. We? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you refer to things as vessels and... Yeah, me, me and the Anunnaki who came down on like the... I don't even know, what is that? Some Illuminati shit, mate. Okay, well, as we can see, I am actually officially oh, right. a part okay, of the. You do know about that. Yeah, yeah, so should we do the handshake? Just. Yeah. 
guys up. Yeah, that's the bit there. You have to. How are you doing? Um, how's everything going? Uh, you've been here since Friday. Whatever you're doing the analysis and stuff at Gfinity. Yeah, it's going well actually. I mean, I've done a couple of Gfinity events before, so I kind of had a, a feel for what it was like. It's a bit different this time though because we had way more games because they changed the format up a bit. But I think it's got a similar feel to the other Gfinities. Yeah, last one you called me a pleb. I call a lot of people plebs, man. I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know I'd done an interview with you before. Oh, so. get off it. Come on. So, yeah, what, what's, what's going on in the life of Thorin right now? What are you up to uh, with your analysis here and there? Where, who are you working with and all of that? Still more TIFE. That was actually pretty hilarious. And your YouTubes. No, the thing go. is, because I've done so many events recently, I've been really busy just doing events. Like, it takes... It, Believe it or not, it's not just the tournament days because you've got like the travel one side, travel the other side. Then you have to relax when you're at home. So I haven't had as much done as I want to do it recently. So. I haven't had as much done as I want to do recently. It's very SI. That's an SI statement for sure. So I haven't, it's been a bit light on the writing recently, mainly being like YouTube videos, talk shows as usual, so many insight, all that stuff. Stalking young Korean girls on Facebook. Not on Facebook, man. They don't use Facebook. <laughs> over there. Come on. What they yeah, use? Whatever, whatever they use. I don't know. It's in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not denying it. Yeah, <coughs> okay, well. we're, all, we're all men, as we've established before. Well, no, you actually said <coughs> you were quite vague. We're all men, as we established before. Pragmatic. <laughs> super, super pragmatic. And uh, introverted sensing as well, talking about his experience. Gotta have to say, inform, initiating movement, because he initiated that point as well. Still informative, very movement. <coughs> so, that means he's either ESFJ. Or ENTP. So he is SFJ NTP Quadra. Just off of uh, interaction style and the fact that he is SFJ NTP Quadra. So ESFJ ENTP, according to this interview. So let's look at a different interview. Hello, everyone. Today I'm here with uh, Duncan Thorin Shields, an esports journalist and analyst uh, from the United Kingdom. Uh, he is uh, widely known as the esports historian, but we will uh, tell everything uh, in a few moments. I did, and I thought, this isn't, yeah, this, this is too watered down. And so the funny thing is, I would have never expected really that I would stick around in like esports if, I, if I'd known what it would become, because I, like I said, I thought I was just into Quake. But what I learned from getting into other esports games, and one of the ways I was able to go in, even into games that I had no initial interest in, like League of Legends, for example, was, and now maybe Overwatch, is. I was able to kind of find the commonality behind all these different games where it's not just the specifics of the game, but like how the scene works. And I was able to find the commonality with, between all these games because I'm an end user. Uh, so that's great. Um, what competition is like. And then within each game, you can find, kind of find the specialties of what that game's particularly good at and something unique about. And within that game, you find the specialties of what that game is unique at, which means he is systematic, folks. Pragmatic and uh, systematic. Very systematic. And we know he's pragmatic based on his behavior. He is not affiliative whatsoever. Ergo, this man is an ENTP. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Duncan Thorin is an ENTP. Fantastic. Very, 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 very fantastic. So awesome. Ah, well, folks, uh, that was a fantastic stream. That's uh, just over 90 minutes. We are at 92 minutes and 7 seconds now. So thank you all for coming tonight. Uh, don't forget that uh, How to Social Engineer INTPs is dropping on Patreon tonight. And it will be premiering, I believe, tomorrow night at 9 Eastern um, or 9 Pacific. 
which would be like midnight Eastern. Tomorrow night is the premiere. And then also there is a live lecture for Gold Tier Patreon that is, I believe, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Please be there. I'm going to be lecturing live, which I hope the frames don't drop with my really terrible Chinese Wi-Fi internet. Uh, but uh, I'll definitely be uh, making a, an attempt to see if I could change my internet service provider and hope to God that it actually can maintain a quality connection because what I'm dealing with currently is absolutely terrible. So with that being said, folks, Frank James is not an INFJ and he is an ENFP or wait, an INFP. And uh, please go find out how you can uh, definitely go manipulate all of your INTP friendly critters out there or rise to their defense and prevent them from being manipulated into doing things that they don't want to do. Or as an INTP, realize ways that you can stop to uh, prevent yourself from being manipulated or social engineered. Because as Robert Greene would say, folks, you got to play a sucker to catch a sucker. With that being said, folks, good night, and I'll see you guys next time. Later.